Hey, it's Jim. This week on Bellwether Hub, we're covering psychological safety in the office. It sounds soft, it sounds odd, but it is the most important thing you're going to want to listen to in driving the culture that you want in order to be successful. It's the wrapper, the summit, the the recap of all the last few podcasts that I've done. Thanks for listening. Here's Bellwether Hub. I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for joining yet again. Today, we are putting a wrapper on the last four weeks of what we have been talking about. Uh, I like to do, sometimes when I do a series of podcasts and I put them all together, I like to group them into the same kind of idea. For example, next month I'm going to be doing all Irish uh, influencers for St. Patrick's Day and other time in the future I'm going to be doing one on, on finance. But this month, these past few weeks, I've been focused really on the workplace in response to the listeners of the podcast. They really wanted my opinions on micromanagement, um, how do I separate myself from the pack, uh, getting good feedback on on you know whatever I'm doing at work from my my manager and everything else. So that's what I did. And today when I cover psychological safety is one of the things I'm going to talk about today, and it really is the wrapper for fundamental cultural, uh, driving a good culture, driving your leadership style. All of this falls under this, this category of psychological safety, and it's, it's a buzzword. It's become a buzzword. Uh, it's been around for like 20 years, um, but it's, it's, it's a good buzzword. And, um, I don't, I, it's, it's really like a culmination of all the other buzzwords that are going on in the corporate environment. And, and so, um, what I like about it is that it, it, it encompasses everything. And when we just say, you know, when, when people say to you, oh, well, you just need to be a good leader, that really doesn't mean anything. Um, it means something different to everybody else. And, but when we talk about psychological safety, Psychological safety really is just laying the foundation for everyone to be their best and how this manifests itself is going to be different. And I'll cover that in a little bit, but it's different for each person because you need to lay the foundation as a leader in your organization. Um, I don't like it because it's it's become a buzzword. I feel like psychological, everybody's a neuroscientist or psychiatrist or something at the office, uh, and it's a little too ridiculous. Um, we, we like to take the research and just tell everyone why they think the way they think or why they do what they do, uh, but it doesn't really change behavior. And so everybody can read a book and be an expert. And so I, anything that uses the term psychological, uh, I kind of give it, I have to peel back the onion a little bit and see what it really means so that it's not just on the surface. And then safety, of course, um, you know, obviously work should be a safe space. And uh, that's been just slaughtered in, um, in, in different circles of just saying, why do we need safe places? We're just going to work. Um, but there is there is truth behind it. And so uh, it sounds like a soft, smart term that doesn't really resonate with just the people who are real and the people who are on the floor and the people who are doing the work. But when we take the time to explain what it means and we take the time to really look at what psychological safety really is, we realize that it's what we tell everyone is the way that they're supposed to be. That's just the way that you're supposed to be. And if you are a leader in an organization, this is what 
you're supposed to be focused on. Now, it is a buzzword. It encompasses all of the other buzzwords, okay? Um, and, and, you know, buzzword is a buzzword, right, I, when you think about it. But there are so many things flying around. We're, we're being hit all the time at work uh, about all of the, the different things. I mean, number one is diversity, right? And, of course, we need diversity. Uh, but diversity is irrelevant if the people can't speak their mind and share their experiences, which is what psychological safety is all about. So diversity falls under the umbrella, Okay, we want a diverse workforce because their experiences are what drives the company forward and their different backgrounds and their different uh, ways of thinking and viewpoints. That's that's what's good for business and that's what drives the bottom line. But in order to do that, you can have all the different diverse people you want, but if they can't speak their mind and are not comfortable being who they are, then it's irrelevant. Okay, it's about vulnerability, you know, the Brene Brown stuff that everybody's talking about. Vulnerability uh, it, it isn't about sharing your your weekend adventures and and how you've got problems at home and everything. Vulnerability in the workplace is about admitting when you might be wrong and building that curiosity mindset to learn from all members of the team regardless of their level, which put another way is psychological safety, creating the environment for everyone to be comfortable at work. Uh, it's about innovation, okay? You can't be innovative if you're not challenging the status quo. And a psychologically safe environment allows someone to challenge the status quo. And so when we think about micromanagement and how to properly manage someone, uh, you're not allowing them to really spread their wings. When we think about hidden potential, many of these people just haven't found the, the platform to speak yet uh, or to challenge the status quo. And when we think about feedback is, is feedback needs to be collaborative. So psychological safety is the wrapper for all these other things uh, that we talked about. And if there was a silver bullet, for good leadership in an organization, I really feel like it's this this idea of psychological safety. Okay, now the challenge with it is that how it manifests is going to be different, and that's where the work comes in. So a lot of lazy coaches will just come in here and just say, "Oh well, we need you know create a psychologically safe environment, do this, 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 and this, and everything will be fine." And it doesn't work that way. Psychological safety, just like identifying leadership, just like identifying uh, innovation, a lot of it is is a feeling. It's emotional. And it's going to be different for each person and each person on the team. Okay, so we make fun of safe spaces. We, we joke about, you know, the crazies that are out there. But we have all had that moment at the office where we were afraid to speak up. We have all had that moment in a meeting where we weren't sure if we should share. We've all had that feeling of fear from, from the unknown punishment that was coming down the pike. And, and now we have the opportunity we have a concept to focus on that we could prevent that feeling for the people behind us. When I was in Belfast, they talked about how we are ancestors. There are going to be people coming into your workplace who are going to see you as the senior person in your organization. That's really important to remember. And you have the power when you think back to the challenges you had coming in. It's to be curious and see if people have the same challenges you have and what, what were they feeling and what were they going through at that time and what were you going through at that time. So when you think back to your career and the elevated people in your organization, you are that person now. You may not have the MD title, but you have the experience. And your experience throughout your career should help you articulate the style in which you want to lead. And this goes beyond the office, by the way. Psychological safety goes beyond the office. It, it, it's the same with family, 
Uh, are you creating an environment uh, uh, for for your spouse and children and aunts and uncles and everyone uh, to be comfortable telling you when you're a jerk? Um, uh, it's in your community, at your churches and your board meetings and your everything else, your volunteer organizations. Are you allowing everyone to have an opinion uh, and, and make sure that they are heard? A lot of times when we talk about communication, uh, people complain about communication from leadership. It isn't that they aren't getting information. It's that they aren't being heard. And I get the, the hierarchy thing as well, right? Let's be honest. A person straight out of college trying to tell the CEO uh, why their, their plan is garbage is more than just a little bit obnoxious. But the safety aspect, uh, that's part of the safety aspect as well, is, is generate thinking in your own teams and get them think about what they are doing. And it's not just learning about processes in organizations and learning about the way that we do business. It's learning about the appropriate way to act around other people as well. And that curiosity mindset, that learning mindset, being curious on what you can learn from everybody else is very, very important. So here's how to get started. Let's talk about it because I don't like just saying things and then, you know, send people off and just kind of do it on their own. I like to give some context. So let's, let's, there's plenty of aspects to psychological safety and I'm going to cover some of them. Uh, many of them are very tactical. Uh, so I will try to stay strategic so that you can fill in the tactics on your own. But what I like to tell people from a psychological safety aspect, what I like to tell people is that we are separating the worker from the work. We align ourselves with our work. When you think about the product that you put out, and this is very true for entrepreneurs, when you set up uh, your own business and you're, you're trying to sell your business and someone turns it down, it feels like an individual rejection because you have aligned yourself with your work. When someone challenges a project you worked on in the office, you tend to take it personally. And I, I have clients all the time. We spend a lot of time working on separating, you know, your work is not you as an individual. Your work is something you worked on. Maybe you were busy while you did it. Maybe you weren't focused. Maybe you were focused. Maybe you didn't get the information you needed. Did you do the best that you could possibly do with the information that you had at that time? And, and the idea for psychological safety isn't for a person to be defensive. It's about a person who's able to explain their work. And if it, hit, if it didn't hit the mark, then it's a joint discussion on what needs to change. And saying, okay, why didn't this hit the, hit the mark? Uh, now we're going to solve a challenge, a problem between the two of us. And it's not, you know, me versus you or, or anything else. And so this curiosity mindset, psychological safety, they all go hand in hand. Um, this idea of, of listening to a pro person's process flow, you know, what decisions did you make to get here? Let's talk about them and say, how would I do it differently? Or, or maybe I learned something from them on the way that they were thinking about something or, or some random thing that they haven't even uh, or that you haven't even thought of. This idea of question thinking and asking random, legitimate Innocent questions will allow you to separate the worker from the work, okay? I feel like I'm talking about questions in every podcast, but this is really like the way to do it. I can't say it any, any other way. So separating the worker from the work. You have, you've hired people. We hear it all the time. We work with people. We want to hire people that we like. We work with people that we like, okay? So you like these people in general. Okay, it's it's the whole interview bias that we talk about. When you talk about biases, we want to hire people that we like. 
Now their work product is something separate from them. And aligning their work product to what the organization needs is separate from an individual relationship. You should be learning from each other and then have work on the other side of that so that you two can, the two of you can, can solve this together, solve a challenge together or a problem together or something like that. That's how I like to think about psychological safety. Okay, there is a foundation, a relationship between two people, and then the work thing is this lever that goes that goes back and forth. So everyone uh, uh, has an opinion. And when I started Bellwether, you know, my little spiel tagline thing was that everybody has something good to share. Everyone has something interesting to share. No matter where you are, no matter what group you're in, someone somewhere has something that you can learn from and something that you will find interesting. I believe that. And it's the same at work. You're in an environment driving a a revenue stream, but you're all interesting people doing interesting work, hopefully, on, on some particular project, okay? And when you engage everyone in their opinion legitimately and let it matter, that's when you make progress. That's when productivity hits the roof. That's when, you know, using your questions to get someone to to bring their expertise to something. That's why they work there. When you're paying someone $200,000 a year, you should be getting at least $200,000 worth of of benefit from them. That's it. And so how are you properly engaging them so that they can bring that type of value? And it's not through micromanagement. It's about looking for the hidden potential. And it's about giving them feedback to make them the best that they are. It all comes together. It all, it just all comes together. It's amazing. So when we use our questions tactically, when we separate the worker from the work, uh, I always uh, like to recommend a book on my podcast. And and this time I'm going to recommend The Art of the Focused Conversation. I don't know if I um, recommended it before, but it's a framework of questions on how to solve a problem. It's an academic look on questions, and I love it. Uh, but they 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 kind of articulate out these these four types of questions in order to come to a decision. And they're objective questions, which are just, you know, objective, completely wide open. Reflective questions. Uh, have we learned anything in the past that might influence our decisions? Blah, 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 blah. Interpretive questions. We're saying, what does this mean for us? And then decisional questions. So objective, what's happening? Uh, reflective, you know, has this happened before and what did we learn? Interpretive, what does this mean for us going forward? And then decisional, what are our next steps? None of those have anything to do with the person, okay, other than their opinion. And so that is a great foundation for a psychologically safe conversation. And so these four types of questions to lead a discussion, they are all separating the human from the action. We are focused on an, uh, an, an individual challenge that we are working on together. And, and when we focus on, you know, matter of factly, all right, this is the situation we're in. What's the next decision to make? There's no blame. There's no, this person should have done this. This person should have done that. It's irrelevant. This is where we are right now. Everything else is a distraction. And we'll talk in a few more episodes um, after after the next uh, block of my Irish people, my lovely, brilliant Irish people. Um, we'll talk in a few more episodes. I'm going to do another work series, but defining your leadership style. Um, I have it scheduled for like a month or two down the road. But when you pair a strategic vision for your organization, an authentic leadership style for your people so that they could trust you and know where you stand and then throw this psychological safety wrapper premise on top of it, you can't lose as an organization. 
you can it's I, I do feel like it's impossible, right? You've got your uh, market dynamics uh, is going, no, well, that falls under your strategic vision, all right? Your strategic vision should encompass market market dynamics. And when we're talking about leadership style and making the people the best that they can be, you've hired the best people. Okay, this is like chief people officer stuff. It's basic. And then the psychologically safe premise in order to do the work and execute, that's it. Strategy, people, culture. If something's going wrong in your organization, it's strategy, people, or culture. That's it. Those are the three buckets. And psychologic, being psychologically safe and creating that environment so that your strategic direction can be implemented by the people that you've hired in a culture that allows them to drive it, you're going to be successful. That's it. That's it. Just makes as a rapper, I feel like. Well, I'm not a rapper, but as a rapper for the other uh, items that I just did, uh, I, I feel like that sums it up pretty well. Psychologically safe environments. When you think about it, if you were to go and think about, are you laying the foundation for your people to be the best that they can be? How many times are you walking into a conversation today where you have major judgment? It's all over your face. You're nobody wants to engage with you. It's all about you. What you bring to the office is what you're going to take home to. And hopefully it's psychologically safe. That would be great. Thank you for listening this week. Um, more on the work series coming after the month of March. Uh, this month of March, we have amazing guests coming up. We've got uh, the former Lord Mayor of Belfast. We've got um, one of the top real estate executives in New York on uh, on transitioning people from overseas. We've got a learning and development professional. We've got a tourism expert. We've got all of these people uh, that are going to share their experiences when they launch their businesses or the the challenges they've had by by making change. These are true bellwethers in the in the definition of, of the word. And so I'm very excited to do that. So stay tuned. And as always, hop on bellwetherhub.com for some of the events because you'll meet some of these people. And uh, I look forward to seeing you out there. Have a wonderful and productive week. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Now do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.